Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back. Podcast number 637. Anyway, <laughs> track is over. Track is over. It is done. I can't believe it. I R. can't R. believe the day has finally come. R.I.P. track. Until another couple months. Should we say like a... A, a solemn message to the to the season. Go ahead. I'll let you lead it. Okay, dear. Um, you know what? I'll, I'm going to save the message for the end of the podcast. Okay. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Yes, our sponsors, wonderful pistachios. If you guys are looking for a delicious and nutritious snacks that are packed with a real punch of protein, crack into a good source of protein with the tasty, healthy, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving of wonderful pistachios contains six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there, but that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and they're better for you unsaturated fats, which may help you keep feeling fuller longer. You know what the best part about it is, Gordon? What's that, Olivia? Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, sizes, which is perfect for enjoying with your family, your friends, when you're going out, going to your meetings, dropping the kiddos off at their extra curricular activities. It's awesome. Healthy and a tasty snack could be in your pocket. So Wonderful Pistachios will be your now go-to snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. So track is over, Prefontaine in the books. You were there. I was there. How was it? It was fantastic. What was the high and low? Ooh. Of this, it doesn't have to be a specific race or just the whole weekend as a whole. I think the high for me, and I've been to Eugene a couple of times, but what I greatly appreciated is the community understands track and field. Like they get it. And like every time I was in Eugene, every day, Ashley and I went for a run every single morning and we're just looking at all these different runners doing their thing. So I felt like that was the high. Like everyone just, it's a running community, Eugene itself. The low, that's really hard. I feel like- It's gotta be a low. For me, it was the weather. Weather, it was hot? It was cold. It was was cold. I was freezing. In the beginning of the day, it was like 50s. Then it got warm, hot, and then it dropped a little bit to cold. So for me, anything below 60, it's like sweatshirt weather for me. Because we've been dealing with 100 degree weathers in Austin, yes. so it was a culture shock for you? It was you? a culture shock, yeah. I was just hoping I wouldn't get pneumonia with all the 
different levels of cold and hot throughout the day. There you go. So, Prefontaine, you wrote down some of the superlatives. I did. Two world records, five Diamond League records, one U20 record, which, Loki, I don't know which one that is. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know either. According to World Athletics, that's what happened. You don't know like, where the U20 record is? I was trying to figure that out yesterday. I was like, what's who did the, who did who broke the, U20? the world U20 record? I'm I don't not know. quite sure. Well, I'm going to have to look <laughs> into that one. If someone in the chat knows what the U20 record was, that would be great. Nine area records, 14 Prefontaine records, and 14 world leads. Yes. And apparently this meet was the highest quality non-championship meeting in history. And it's based off of its competition performance and its ranking scores per World Athletics. So I think that's quite interesting. So before we get into all, all the events and break down one by one, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this? We were able to have a final in every track event except for, I guess, the multis, the relays, and the hammer throw. Mm -hmm. But other than that, there was a final for every, the one, the two, the four. And they did it in two sessions over two days. Yeah. And it's like firework after firework after firework compared to worlds where it's nine days. Yes. And you're like going through rounds and it's spread out and you get like only three fireworks per day. Would you like world championships to just be held over 48 hours where you just oh, have gosh, firework, no. firework, firework? No. Why not? I feel like there's... You have more athletes that you're working with and to be like, hey, we're going to just narrow it down with one race or one competition. I feel like that's just, it's too much. Okay, call, say make it a four-day competition. So you still have a semifinal. We have three heats going to one. I just think one. it gets hard if you're doubling. Like, well, it's hard if you're doubling. Say that to Sh uh, Sharika Jackson and Jakob Ingebrigtsen. I understand that. But like... It's not hard if you're doubling. If you do it in a four-day period... Are we thinking how many have you rounds? Ever, have you how ever, many have rounds you ever, are you thinking? How many college athletes double or triple at NCAA's? And they have always either a two-day meet indoors or see, a four-day meet outdoors. Well, it depends. Like for me, I was running the four by one, four by four, hundred, two hundred. Yeah, and, and you did it. One, it was exhausting. Yeah, but you did it. That was exhausting. Oh, because it's tiring. Yes, track is supposed to be track is tiring. Yeah, no. It's an endurance sport. Absolutely not. I I personally like worlds. Spread out over nine days? Yes, oh, I do. I feel worse. like there's something to just look forward to. No, I like just... each day. I just know that awesome. when you're watching it, you get to see, boom, amazing thing. Then five minutes later, another crazy thing. Whereas you have to like, you get to get all that dopamine over an amazing two-day weekend. So are you saying that it should be like NCAAs where they have like the qualifying rounds at like... Thursday and Friday are qualifying regionals. rounds. Like at regionals? And no, then no. And then NCAAs, you only have those I mean, two First rounds? of all, only 24 people in the world should make worlds. That's a, not like 56. What do we need? 50, we only need 56. They only like like 30 uh, field event athletes, I think, in 32 or something. So 32 to 20, we can figure that out, the semantics there. Mm -hmm. But you do prelims on Thursday and Friday, and then it's all finals on Saturday and Sunday. I don't know about that. I think it'd be great. What was the chat thing? <laughs> I don't know. I've been NCAA days. Those were hard. I just remember last day was like 100 final, 200, well, four by one, 100 final or whatever, vice versa. Then 200 final, and then four by four. It but was like, just like, it, there was never an opportunity for me to just like regroup myself. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. But if you're like a, a spectator, would you rather watch eight, or how many? How many were in the like? Uh, say, twelve amazing finals, 
over a four-hour period or have to buy nine tickets, stay in a hotel over nine days <laughs> to see that same Logistically, thing. Logistically, yes. I wouldn't want to spend money on nine whole days, but I think I'd, I just love track and field. I just kind of want to see it every day. No. There's a limit, though. Do you want the worlds be a month long? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, no. so what's the limit? I feel like the what's sweet the spot, yeah, between six and nine days. Six and nine days. Yeah. So why not four? It's only two off from your, your minimum of six. <laughs> it's only two, difference of two. Yeah, but that's, also, five. Like, that's also how many hours, too. Like, how many hours per day? The, the, it wasn't that long. Like, the, 12? No, it's not even that long. How long was a prefontaine? It, it was wasn't like, that long. Uh, well. They were short. They got it done. It was like 11 to about two or three. Yeah. So, it was four hours. Yes. But again, I was also in the media, so um, it was definitely longer <laughs> than that, too. Anyway, I just was looking at it, and I just thought that, hey... We should be doing Worlds the way we do Diamond League Finals. To the point, show the stars, get it done with. Two amazing finals days on a Saturday and Sunday. I mean, we do golf tournaments in four days. They do, you know, they, they just, we could do it. We could do it, I believe. Anyway, let's get into the meet, though. Starting with the sprints. Hey, Olivia. Hey, Gordon. Someone in this podcast said that Noah Lyles was going to lose the Diamond League final. Someone did say that. I wonder who it could have been. And he said he was going to lose the Diamond League final because there was no pressure. No, 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 because now there was pressure. There was no pressure in the in the World Championships, but now there's pressure in the Diamond League. Mm -hmm. And the season. And the person who I thought actually would be the World Champion was Christian Coleman. He actually wins the Diamond League title. Yeah. Runs the world lead. Three men have the world lead. Zarnell Hughes, Christian Coleman, and Nora Lyles all have run 983. Coleman gets the last win over Lyles. Um, Lyles still showed up. It wasn't like a blowout by any means. Right. Like It still took every ounce of the 100 meters for Coleman to be victorious. But it just shows that, you know, Coleman is still here. He was the yes. world champion 2019. He had the suspension due to whereabouts failures. He was getting himself into form last year. This year, I thought this was the year he would have his back-on-top moment, but Lyles was able to time it better than Coleman. Coleman basically said, oh, I'm going to be really good in September, and Lyles said, I'm going to be really good in August. Yeah. It was definitely interesting to see the dynamic of how this race unfolded. Like, I was expecting Tobogo to place a little bit better than what he did. He finishes eighth there. And I just think it's also just been a tremendously long season. I know we talked about this multiple times, how we felt like this meet should be before Worlds, so it's like we just end on a really strong, fast, <laughs> powerful note. Um, but Christian Coleman, as we talked about last time, I was like, Christian Coleman looks sharp right now based off that race that he had going into this meet. So I'm not honestly surprised by Christian Coleman taking the victory here. Does this race, does this win, who should be the favorite next year now? I think you just have to, I don't know. I feel like you have to go with the defending champ, the world champion from this current year. So I'm assuming people are going to think Noah Lyles is that person to be still. I mean now, but let's let's look, let's look at the Christian Coleman now has raced Noah Lyles a few times this season, and I think he has the more wins over him head to head. So let's check up the head to head with Noah Lyles. Uh, Should have came prepared. I always so they raced each other in the hundred meters. Redo it. 
Make me. Come on, World Athletics, you gotta help me out here. All right, all right, sorry, we're delayed. We're getting fed. This is uh, this would be an interesting thing because you basically have the world champion Noah Lyles and Christian Coleman. They have they raced each other four times in 2023, and Christian Coleman won three of the four. Okay, that's like me posing the question: Is is Shakira Richardson <coughs> still the favorite in the hundred going into Paris, even though she? Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know, we'll get. But to it's that. kind of posing the same question. Yeah. but. What what's more impressive, winning three out of four, or just winning the one that was world championships? Well, I think the person <laughs> they're gonna say when it counts the most. Noah was able to get it done when it counted the absolute most. But it's still a hundred meters. You're right. It's but he did it when it mattered most. Yeah, and that's what Grant said in the mix zone as well. But did it when Coleman it did most. it more often. Yeah, but he didn't get it done when it counted the most. When the highlight of the whole entire season is riding on somewhat the world championships and you don't get it done there, but you get it done any other time? Okay, would you rather be your athlete A or athlete B? Would you rather be in a situation where you have beaten this person 19 out of 20 times uh-huh. and your one loss was at Worlds? Or would you rather be the person where you beat them once at Worlds and lost to that person 19 times? I want the medal. No, but like confidence going in. Do you feel like who should be more confident? The person... Who Honestly, is yeah, one for person, 20 with the one win being Worlds yeah, or 19 for 20? Yeah, confidence is going to help you win that race. Confidence will help you win. Yeah, but it doesn't determine if you're going to win or not. I think confidence. So Christian Coleman can be like, yeah, I've won more races over Noah Lyles, but Noah Lyles has the gold medal. Yeah, but okay, there's no, I mean, Coleman has a gold medal as well. Right, so. but we're talking like recently, like right now, this year. What I'm saying is. Christian the, Coleman did not win the title. Yes. I hold think on, let me check. Into, did he, hold on, hold on, wait. Did he not win t- Let me check. Yes. A, he got fifth. Yeah, okay. You did not win the title. For sure. But I can see it from this perspective of, like, Christian Coleman has that, has the mental space to be like, okay, I have beaten Noah Lyles multiple times. I can do it again. Yeah. But Noah Lyles is thinking, Christian Coleman has beaten me multiple times, but I beat him when it counted the most. Yeah, but if you rest on your laurels, you may come up flat. Very true. So, I don't know. I think I would rather be... They both have a reason to be confident. One right. has confidence because of timing. The other one has confidence because of the consistency. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I would rather be consistent than timing. Because timing can screw up. That's very There's true. daylight savings time. <laughs> There's time changes. That's Paris, it's a weird, you know. That's very true. I can see it going both ways. Because I can be like, man, yeah, Christian Coleman can beat me. Trials. Made the team. Still, I'm still advancing. The one thing However, for sh- yeah. Noah Lyles has the gold medal. Three of them. The one thing I love, neck. though, now that Lyles has, obviously, the pedigree of the best season in 2023. Coleman has a pedigree of world lead and having a win over Lyles. And you also throw Fred Curley has a pedigree from winning two years a year ago. Didn't have a good season this year. The men's U.S. team in the, in the 100 is going to be a fun trials to watch. Because, oh, you know, Lyles... Coleman, Curly's going to be coming back even stronger. Marvin Bracey ran well late in the season. Mm-hmm. Bromel coming off an injury. Some college kid's going to come up strong. I can't wait. So <laughs> Some college kid's going to come yeah. up strong. <laughs> Some college kid's going to come up strong. But according, we did, uh, we did our new world rankings mm-hmm. uh, for combining what they did over the entire season. Diamond League, World Championships, overall top marks. And uh, I ranked Lyles over Coleman. So okay. Lyles was one, Coleman was two. Okay. Not in the top ten, Fred Curley. That hurts. Who'd have had that? Who'd have had 
Fred Curley not in the top 10 in the flowchart rankings after the 2023 season. That's tough. I mean, it makes sense, though. It doesn't make the final. He, yeah. only, he only ran like 9-8 high or 9-9 nine, nine low. You know, it's going to happen. So let's move yes. over to the women's 100. Yes. Another exciting race. We had Sha'Carri Richardson in there. We had Sharika Jackson. And similar to the men's race, the world champion goes down. Down even a little farther here. Uh, Sha'Carri yeah, finished fourth, fourth yeah. overall. Still close, but Tolu, Sharika Jackson, and Elaine Thompson, hurrah, yes. all defeat Sha'Carri. I first want to... There's a lot of different parts in here. I first want to talk about a little bit of Elaine Thompson, hurrah. Yeah, let's go there first. She's the one here who was not at Worlds. She did not qualify out of the Jamaican trials. And now she was able to still have a phenomenal end of the season, continually set new season's best, ends it with a win over the world champion. Elaine Thompson, hurrah's stock is just going barnacles right now. So did you have her as a top three uh, finalist for Paris? I think I did. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You didn't. No, I did. I who remember did you my take? You I took sh- my- who did you take? We did this. I did Shelly Ann Fraser, Price. You did Shelly Ann, Sharika, and... Shakari. Oh, you took Sharika off. I took Sharika off. Yes. Sorry, I thought you didn't have a lane. I took Shelly Ann off. Okay. I thought you didn't Which have I a lane. Like. I thought you didn't have no. a lane. I was no, like, I, had, I had a lane, Sharika, and Shakari. Okay, we're good. Okay. I'm As more confident in... So... You think that Sharika Jackson, who now just won the one and the two in the Diamond League, it's not is is not gonna get a medal in the hundred meters? Do you want you can take it back? It's only been a week old pick. You can still I'm say I'm sticking with uh, my pick for right now. You're too biased to Shelly Ann. I just know the rocket is her last one. She's gonna go out with me. If Shelly Ann was in this race, Shelly Ann would have finished fifth. Why do you say that? Because I think she would have finished right behind Shakira. Mm, I don't know if she would finish fifth. Where would she have finished? Fourth. Okay, so she would be in Shikari? I think so. Alright. I just... Definitely top four. Definitely top four. Yes. No matter what. Top four. Yeah. Alright, so what else do you take away from this? uh... Sharika is just a whole nother beast. Does the double. The one and the two. Looked very strong in the hundred. Um, I feel like Shikari... You know, she made the statement of, like, and I understand where she's coming from, too. Like, this race does not define her. And I feel like, as we go throughout the terms of the season, I just think it's interesting how, and I know we were talking about this earlier, of, like, the mentality for some of these athletes going into Prefontaine. It's like, some of them, it seems like, hey, we're going for the win. Like, we're making sure. And others are just, like, I'm just going to put one last, just lacing up my spikes one last time, getting this race in. And in the season. So you're telling me athletes who are professionally paid to run were treating the Diamond League final like practice? Jakob Ingerbritsen took it as a time trial. So <laughs> that's that's what he said. So but you, some of them, maybe. We were talking about this offline. We'll, we'll get into it now. Why don't we just get into let's it now? Let's just get into it. There I'll were a lot start. of people who were favorites or defending world champions or, you know, just like expected to win or thought to win who lost, and they didn't care. There's a lot of people who got second or third or fifth or whatever that didn't care that they lost. Whereas if they got second, third, or fourth, or fifth at Worlds, they cared because mm-hmm. they won the win. That's bad. It's bad when you don't care that you get 
second, third, fourth, fifth, or whatever, that you're able to just be like, ah, it doesn't matter. You can't say it matters when you win and doesn't matter when you lose. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It needs to matter when you win and matter when you lose. That makes winning better. That makes losing uh, more of a motivation. To, you know, it's a whole reason of competition. There's a winner and a loser. And then the winner wants to stay winning. The loser wants to stop losing. And they go back and forth. And it's fun to watch every single time. But when athletes are like, eh, it's okay. It was a good season. What do you mean it's okay? No, you wanted to win. I want I want to hear them be like, oh, man, I wish I had. I like. It's okay to lose. There's nothing wrong with losing. Yeah. But there should be a little bit of recognition that, like, you didn't want to lose. But they want to, like, cover it up and be like, ah, it's no big deal to, like, you know, camouflage that they lost. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wasn't trying. No, everyone is trying. Everyone's trying to run as fast as humanly possible. And it's okay that you lost. But this whole idea that, like, it doesn't matter, that's bullshit. It does matter. <laughs> if it doesn't matter, then why should people spend money to fly out to Eugene to watch you? Why should sponsors spend money to pay you to have a career? If, if it doesn't matter, then why, are we, why is track and field a thing? Yeah. I hear you. If the only thing that matters is Worlds, then there should be zero races before or after Worlds. Well, that's what... Yes, I... I agree with you 100%. But these same athletes are then going to say, oh, why isn't our sport popular? Oh, maybe because 356 days of the year, you say it doesn't matter. And that's only the other nine of the days of the year, the worlds that matters. So it's just like, you can't have your cake. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to say nothing matters, but also we want everything to matter because we are elite athletes and they should they are elite athletes they're the most amazing things on the earth but if they keep on saying it doesn't matter then how are the fans how are the sponsors how are the people around the sport going to care yeah i don't know i just you don't see lebron james at the end of uh losing like an nba finals be like eh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i'm happy for steph curry the nba finals yeah, I just feel, again, I know these athletes are, are tired, and they're just, like, world champions. Everyone's tired. I get it. I can understand from this perspective of, like, we're just going to go out and just run and have fun with it. Not so, necessarily caring what place we so, get. It, but it's mo- making a mockery of the event if this is just a glorified exhibition. Mm-hmm. This isn't an exhibition. Right. This isn't a pro-am tour, like, where... We're having fun and like, you know, it's supposed to be the Diamond League final. No, I don't know. I'm off. <coughs> I'm losing my voice. <coughs> but yeah, Sharika Jackson gets the win. Tulu running well. Thompson Ra, uh, Shakira Richardson. And Richardson stopped for the media, which was great. Was She's great. Yeah. been, some of the times she doesn't want to stop, but she stopped and she had a very, you know, positive attitude, which is great. And, I think she's going to be very confident, and now she knows what she can do. She still knows that it's not going to be easy because she she at least knows, like, hey, just because you beat him once doesn't mean you're going to beat him forever. So she now knows, like, all right, I got to be on top because Jackson will be there, Tulu, Thompson Hurrah, Shelly Ann. Uh, So it's exciting for Paris. Exactly. All right, 200s. 
This one was interesting <coughs> with Andre DeGrasse, I think, taking the victory. I think I was definitely surprised by that. I was expecting Arian Knighton to just come through just because Noah Lyles wasn't in it. But Andre DeGrasse had a whole nother gear shift in his mindset. I don't know, but DeGrasse comes up on top on the men's side. Yeah, Andre DeGrasse is a interesting fig- interesting guy. It, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It does not make any sense that he runs this fast in the Diamond League final. Let's look at his results this year. He ran, he was running 10-2, 10-16, 10-2, 10-2, 10-16, 10-18 in the 100. Those are fast high school times. Okay, He didn't even qualify for the final in the Canadian trials. Let's look at his 200. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. This is all the way through August 31st, 2023. And then September hits. Andre and DeGrasse. It just clicked. And December is scary. <laughs> because September 8th, he runs 1989. And then September 17th, he runs 1976. He just put it all together. The guy was running, could not break 20 all year long. And then in September, he's like, I can run 198. I can run 197. Uh, I was flabbergasted that he was able to. I thought he was still going to run. 20 flat, maybe a 19.9 high. Yeah. But no, he runs 1976, which is a respectable time. That's a time that could have made, potentially meddled at Worlds. Yeah. So, uh, very impressed with DeGrasse's uh, late uh, season antics. DeGrasse and Elaine Thompson Hurrah are like the, I mean, it makes sense. They both did pretty well at the Olympics. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting how they're the ones who not have a really good all year long kind of sucked and then at the end of the year best one put it all together yeah um kenny b gets edged over knighton um i like kenny b but man i might bet that he would win worlds did not pan out i was continuing that for paris well i said what was i I said that noah lyles was going to win paris and then knighton was going to win 2025. okay it was going to be bedneric 2023 lyles 2024 night in 2025 i was hoping maybe ben Narek would win the diamond league final and then i could be like hey technically he won the last race of the year <laughs> so it still counts oh but man degrasse ruined that for me yeah um moving over to the women's 200 shrieka jackson yes. again tries to break the world record finds a way to run 21.5 and it feel like she fell up short that's how good she is i'm not crazy it's wild she's making all-time marks feel like oh. I just want it for her I just I just want her to get that world record do you think this really was her it. do you think though this these past three attempts worlds and a few post worlds were her only chance at the world no. record I think I think this is just gonna even motivate her even more now that she's made it very public that this is something that's on that vision board that she has next year it's gonna be it's going to be scary. So she'll be 30 next year. She turns 30 in July. Scary. So you still think she has at least one more year in her for world record capabilities? Yes, at least one. Two? 
Maybe two. If she, if three? she can stay healthy three? and get stronger, three, maybe. Four? I, four, I don't know. Five? Don't know. No. Okay, five. So not five. Five is really, you're really asking it. But definitely. <laughs> I was wondering how many years I could add before you Because it feels like you seven, never want to say eight, that. Eight, you nine. Never, you I'm never just, want to say an athlete can't do it. But there's a point when an athlete literally can't do it because they're just old. It's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like this is just going to motivate her even more, just knowing how close she was that she can do this. So I'm saying next year it's happening. Will it happen at a world, like at a high level event, like a Diamond League? Oh, that would be or, like the icing on the cake. Or happen at like, do you think it'll happen in the Olympic final or do you think it'll happen out elsewhere? I want to say Olympic final. Okay. That would be like the ultimate winner right there. Winning gold and a world record. Oh my gosh, I gotta get to Paris next year. I'm just saying because I wanna, I wanna see it. Is all. there anything better than winning Olympic gold with the world record in life? I don't think so. I feel like there is. Seeing your firstborn having a Maybe. baby. That'd be, that's I've never it. experienced that, so I, 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 imagine... I haven't. I can't compare that yet. I well, feel... I guess I can't compare a world record either. But I don't know. I think. I think having a kid is more crazy. Than, maybe, yes. Because it's like, but maybe we should ask Shelly Ann. Yeah, What's, we should. What, what, what was crazier, when you won a gold medal or when you saw your first baby? I think she's going to say first baby. Yeah, that's the right thing to say. Yeah. But maybe it really is a gold medal. <laughs> you always say it's the baby, but everyone's, it's always the medal. Yeah. All right, uh, so Sharika Jackson, on hold, world record still on hold, but it's okay. It's okay. She saw a phenomenal season. Here's the question now. I ranked Noah Lyles ahead of Christian Coleman, even though Coleman beat Lyles in the Diamond League final. Okay. Who was the fastest woman this year? Shakira Richardson. I think it's Sharika Jackson. You think so? Yeah. Sorry, my brain was thinking. Are you thinking 100 or are you thinking 2? 100. Hmm. Why do you say Shrika? Beat got the win in Diamond League final. Okay. That matters. Uh, what? Let me, let me let me bring up the rank. Let me bring up my full ranking. So, yeah. So, I so my ranking is I go Sharika Jackson one, Shakira Richardson two, Tolu three, Shelly and Fraser Price four, Julian Alford five, Elaine Thompson Harass six. Again. This isn't just like, let's replay the results of Worlds. Yes, we know Sha'Carri Richardson won Worlds. She's the world champion. But there's more to track and... F I want there to be more than track and field than just that one race. <laughs> Is this your way of, like, motivating? Yeah, what's the, of? Of a, of a, what's the point of a, what's the point of track if the only thing that matters is Worlds? There has to be other things that matter. There has to be a Diamond League season that matters. There has to be uh, PRs and, like, overall time that matters. So when you take into account Worlds, Diamond League, and overall top marks... I think Sharika Jackson has a better resume than Shakira Richardson. Yes, you should put a little more weight on world championships because that does matter more. So you do give more weight to that. But Sharika Jackson... Uh, but your question was, who is the fastest woman? Not yeah. who had the better season. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. No. And most valuable player, whatever. It's Who's the MVP of the 100? That's what I call it. Who is the MVP of the 100? I think it's Sharika Jackson. I'm still going Shakari. 
Why? I think Shakari really she's evolving into this athlete and I feel like Shakari put the marks together when it counted the most. And I think I'm just having the replay of like the hundred in my head where she like almost didn't make it into that final, but then pulls it out from lane eight or nine, whatever lane she was in the outside lane to grab the victory. When all, when pretty much a lot of people doubted her, she just came up on top. So Sharika and Shakari both ran 1065. Mm -hmm. Their number two times were Sharika 1070, Shakari 1071. Okay. The number three times was Sharika 1072, Shakari 1075. They're pretty much like this. Yeah. But if you're talking like overall better season, then I would probably go Sharika Jackson because what she's doing in the 200 yeah, is that bumps no matter what. Yeah. Yes. But we, I'm, I'm, I'm only talking 100. Now, yes. Uh, Shikari does have more wins over Sharika in the 100, right? Because Shikari beat Sharika a bunch of times in the Diamond League regular mm -hmm. season, obviously won at Worlds. But, you know, let's, actually, let's let's look at head-to-head. -head. That's actually a good... Let's do that. Let's look at head-to-head. -head. One last one last head-to-head uh, -head look at <laughs> in the 100. Um, so Sharika 100. And we'll do Sharika Jackson. What do you think it is? head-to-head -head in the hundred yeah this season so they raced one two three four five times five okay odd numbers so there definitely is a winner here yes i'm gonna go shikari it's shikari three sharika two okay so what meets that sharika beat shikari in prefontaine okay and the semifinals in budapest okay so like all the other races shikari had yeah but it's three to two. It's not, yeah. yeah, but it's not like, if they race tomorrow, I bet it would be three, three. Maybe. I don't know. I think the, my ranking though, just wants to give a little bit of love to the Diamond League. <laughs> I like, see. If, 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 uh, if Shikari would have finished second in the Diamond League final, mm -hmm. I probably would have put her number one. Okay. But she got fourth. Yeah. How can a person get fourth in the Diamond League final, be number one in the overall ranking. Without it being like a pull-up or an injury or a DNF, whatever. Yeah, that's very valid. I think if Shikari got second to Sharika, then it'd be like, all right. The only time you beat her, she'd still get second. Then, you know. But, I don't know. They're both, they're, they're 1A and 1B. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun to debate. Yes. I would say I would probably... I don't know. I don't even want to talk about who the favorite is. We talked enough about that. Let's keep on going. This podcast has gone way long. We've only done two events, three okay, or four just, events, and it's been 35 minutes. Hurdles. Short hurdles. Uh, yeah, I think the story here was the world champions go down. Yeah. Uh, Grant Holloway lost. Daniel Williams lost. Um, it's got, Grant Holloway is such an interesting figure, man. He can be so dominant, yet so like upset-prone. Makes no sense. I mean, Hansel Parchment, don't get me wrong, is great. But this was, I thought, the most interesting thing, looking at the 110 hurdles. If I had to say, where, if you look at the descending order list of times run this year, where do you think Grant Holloway ranks? Descending order? In the, in the 110 hurdles. Oh, gosh, I don't know. What would you say? Gun to your head. What, do you, what would you say? 
third. That's what's sticking out. Third? Fourth. No, you can't. No, you said third. Third. That's what we thought. So he has the fourth. Okay, it's third. It's third. Okay, I was right. Tied for third. Okay, still third. Yeah. So Hansel Parsman runs 1293. Yes. Broad Bell, another Jamaican, runs 1294. Mm -hmm. Cordell Tinch runs 1296. And then Grant Holloway, 1296. Okay. It just seems so weird for Grant Holloway to be like tied for third, like in the descending order list after he feels like every time he's the best. But, you know. It's a, it's, he's an interesting character. He's so dominant, yet can lose at any moment, which I think makes watching his races the most exciting because you're seeing greatness with always on the flirting with, hey, maybe I'll lose, though. Maybe I'll lose. Yeah. So. And I think one of the things he said, like, he can, you can't underestimate your competitors either, like, parchment, you know, Olympic champion here. So, yeah, it was Olympic champion versus world champion. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about notable um, races and moments. Okay. The 400s, nothing really happened, in my opinion. It was mm -hmm. like kind of a wash there. Let's talk about the men's 400 hurdles. That was absolutely insane. The stadium was roaring when this was going on. It was I, nuts. Absolutely insane. I'm really happy for Ryan Benjamin. Me too, yes. I'm also like, man, where was this a month ago? <laughs> you could have done it, man. You could have got the win over Warhol a month ago. Yeah. Because we meant, we said it. This was the year to get a, a win over a healthy Warhol at Worlds. And they, everyone came up short to it. Yeah. But uh, he still found a way to have a little bit of the last laugh. Throws down the world lead. Beats a healthy Warhol. And now you're thinking, hey. You're the fastest man in 2023. Mm -hmm. You just beat Warholm. Maybe an Olympic gold is possible now. I think it's always been possible. I went from it was never going to happen. Oh, no, I never And then this that. one performance was like, I might believe again. I think I'm a rye believer. No, I never, I never lost faith. Warholm was just on it, ready at Worlds. There was no Gosh, reason. it was such a wild race. Just seeing the last hundred, it was nuts. Yeah, there was... So, what 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 do you take away from that? What, what do you think was? Uh, did you talk to him? Was, was in the I I did not have a chance to talk with Rye. I did have a chance to just like overhear Warholm's conversation. He pretty much was just like, a lot of people have been asking, "What are you doing during the off season? What are you? Wh how are you planning on relaxing?" He's like, "Well, it's cut short now." Then walks away. That's I good. was like, hey. that was Gamer. a mic drop. Warholm definitely left Hayward not satisfied. I like that or happy. So I was like, all right, cool. Maybe. But I'm definitely so proud of Rai Benjamin. That was just, he fought all the way through the end. Maybe Rai should have purposely lost to Warholm to make Warholm a little oh, soft no. going into 2024 and then beats him in the Olympics. Absolutely not. He's going to be like, oh, man, I just put a fire under Warholm's belly that I shouldn't have done. I made a, I made a, <laughs> a grave mistake. I made a huge <laughs> mistake. Uh, but, yeah, I was really happy for Warholm, uh, not for, for Rai, because the men's 400 hurdles, even, I think you say the same thing on the women's side, which is having such incredible talent all yeah. in the same era that there could be someone who is deserving of winning multiple golds, end up having zero. Now Rye got this win, he got that confidence, has the world lead. 2024 is going to be hopefully a good year for Rye Benjamin. Absolutely. Uh, other events, women's 800. We're going up in distance, as you can tell. Uh, a thing, Mo. Yes. First of all, shocks the world that she is in the race. We're like, oh, okay. Because remember, in order to be in this meet, 
you had to get there in one of two ways. Mm -hmm. You had to get there either via qualifying in the regular season Diamond League via top eight, or you get the national wild card or global wild card, which was used everywhere. There was a lot of Americans who didn't qualify who were in every event, uh, one American per event. And then also someone like Jakob Ingebrigtsen was qualified in the 3K because of a global qualification because he was the world champion. They're like, yeah, he's good enough to run in this race. Clearly he was because he won it. Uh, but Athingmo got the national qualifier. So she yes. wasn't actually eligible to win the trophy. Right. But she's eligible to win the win. Yes. To win the win. She got the win. And she got it in an American record, 154. Um, this this was the Athingmo that we knew. Yes. It made that bronze finish at Worlds seem like an aberration, which it, looking at this now, it feels like that was. Mm -hmm. It feels like that was that was the outlier, not the norm. And that yeah. this 154 thing Mo is norm. We're going to see a faster thing Mo in 2024. Mm -hmm. uh, she timed, uh, she found a way to end. If she would have ended her season with that third place, there would probably have been a lot of like mental, like, frustration all off season long now she can go into her off season and be like all right i'm fine yes i beat keely and mora mary mora i ran 154 i ran a pb as much as the craziness of all the 2023 talk around me was a lot to handle it's all done it's all done i ran a little bit faster this year close the chapter and now i can go to 2024 like with fresh legs yes and it was nice to see this refreshing a thing mo i remember mentioning while we were watching Worlds, like it, it didn't look like the thing Mo that we're used to seeing. Seeing her in Eugene was the a thing Mo that I'm used to seeing, and the emotion that she had just coming across the finish line, like even with her just like pulling the tape down and just screaming. I think it was just her of just like putting it together and be like, okay, I'm okay. Like things are good. Now I'm gonna enjoy my off season, do the things I had planned I wanted to do, and I'm gonna come back. And be strong for 2024. Yeah. Uh, and the race played out very kind of similar to Worlds. It was honest. It was hot. And she just this time was able to have it in her legs in the final 50. Yeah. Like the first 750 was very similar to Worlds. Mm -hmm. Except now the last 50 meters was a thing most young. She got that strength. She right. got that 1500 meter endurance in her to be able to hold off Keely Hodgkinson. Mm -hmm. Keely still ran well. Um Mary Moore fell back, but uh, man, they're both young too, so we should see yeah. this matchup multiple times going in the next few years. All right, men's mile. This, I think, was the race I was looking most forward to. Mm -hmm. um, Jakob talked a lot of talk. Yep. Was like calling himself, calling it a time trial, trying to break the world record. Nagoose was thinking maybe American record was in the cards. Uh, Jakob was like talking a little trash to, not trash or like, Trash. You know, just saying, like, I'll be, don't worry, just stay with me and you'll get your little record. Talking trash. You'll get your little American it's record. Okay. It, it was definitely present. Call, call, yeah. Come hang out with me when you're going in the world record category. Yes. Like, well, but, <laughs> I mean, Jakob kind of, you know, he's, ever since he lost to Josh Kerr, he just now has continued to be, like, running with so much fire and, like, yes. anger. And uh, the people watching it get to see incredible races because Jakob runs 343. Nagus just holds on, gets rabbited a full mile to break the American record, an Alan Webb American record that stood for so long. Uh, and now 
Yara Nagus is the fastest man, the fastest American in the mile. Alan Webb says goodbye to that record. Yeah. A record that stood for such a long time. Was that like, never mind. What? Never mind. Never mind. How many years? Yeah. You don't know the exact number, so you don't want to say it out loud? Yes. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's, it's either like somewhere between 15 and 18. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Or 20, part. maybe? Let's, we should just go. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I was like, it stood for some time. Alan Webb record, uh, 346 from 2007. Quick math. Math was not my thing. Wait. 23 minus 7? 14. 23 minus 7. 14? I didn't. 16. I went to school. Sixteen. Okay. I went to school for. Didn't you go to Texas A and M? I did. Agricultural. What does that say? What does A and M stand for? Texas Agricultural and Mechanics. Mechanics. Don't they know how to do twenty three minus seven? Hey, I went to school for communications and journalism. So. Journalism's don't do math. Math was never my. Strength. You never. You don't math play math in Texas A and M. Never my strength. You don't play math. Me personally was never my strength. So sixteen years it was. <laughs> it was held. Um, Nagus gets it and. I saw some like interesting graphics pop up. Miles put up a thing showing his his freshman year high school PB. Yes. It's like a minute slower. And it's then wild now, how much you can just shave in the mile like that? Yeah, it's insane. Nagoose, it's. I think people thought that Nagoose would have a good pro career, you know, because he, you know, he had he had the, the great kick out of Notre Dame, but I don't think people were prepared to be like, yeah, this guy's going to break Allen Webb's record. He's going to do it early in his career. He's going to be, like, you know, he's running just incredible times. But now, this puts expectation. Now, you want to think, there could be, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But do you know the record he broke? He broke Alan Webb's record. Correct. Alan Webb's achievements at the World Championships... He got 25th in 2004, he got 9th in 2005, and got 8th in 2007. Mm-hmm. So no medals. No medals. Yard Goose has no medals. Right now. Right now. So the question is, will he be able to be more than just, hey, I can run a really fast time trial? I think so. Well, I think so. I know you think I so. I feel like him finishing fifth at Worlds this year helped him to see that it, it could be possible. Like how, and I also think it had to do with him learning as well, Co- like competing at Worlds and stuff like that. I can definitely see him, like even this Olympic year, like grabbing a medal. Yeah, no, he's capable. Yes. No, they're, they're on paper a thousand percent. You see what he even did post worlds like he went up against josh kerr and ran well there yes. and then he was second in this diamond league final like that's a metal position but like there could be a little bit of like uh hey every time if he goes out in the if he makes the olympic team and then finishes fourth or fifth again there will be starting to think like what am i like what am i doing wrong i am so fast i have this the workouts are going great but every time i get to the the third round of the 1500 i just mentally fall apart right so yeah. I don't think I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I hope right? he doesn't think that way. We yeah. want the you know. I think Alan Webb looks at his career like, hey man, I wish I, I would trade all of my times for medals, and so Nagus now is set up for like hopefully he cannot have to trade in his times for medals either. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I'm not projecting that to happen, but it's an interesting thing. You know, we, Alan Webb, as great as he was, he never got medals. Someone who wasn't running fast times, Matthew Sensowitz, has a lot of medals. Yeah. So you want Nagus to hopefully have a career that mirrors more of a Leo Manzano, Matthew Sensowitz versus uh, Alan Webb. Right. So, but overall, amazing performance. Yep. On running, doing well. Mario Garcia Romo ran uh, a record as well in that race. Jakob did Jakob things. Uh, let's keep on talking about Jakob. Let's go right into the men's 3K. Jakob, man, this I'm guy gets the win by .01 over Kajelka. Grant Fisher runs the American record in third, getting 725. But Jakob now, after losing to Josh Kerr, goes on to win the 5K, goes on to break the 2K world record, goes on to run a 343 mile, goes on to run the 3K Diamond League victory 24 hours later against everyone else who was fresh. Remember, everyone was fresh. He just ran a 343 mile and he still beat them all. Yes. And then... Are you going to say what I'm going to say? He went on to run a beer mile. Exactly. His bachelor party is getting married this weekend. So, oh, my gosh. Yes. The, the, he's having a hell 522 of a... 522 beer mile. 5K world title, 2K world record, mile Diamond League record, 3K Diamond League title, and then a beer mile. And what was his time? I think it was a 522. 522? Yes. Unofficial, of course. I'm, we don't know the, the legality of the different... Um, there's some beer mile people out there who are very into it. There's rules, yeah, like, and you don't break them. They're they're like, yeah, I bet you know it's serious. I have, a, I have a friend who's actually beer mile world record holder. Oh, is that so? I think she has a world record. She either has the world record or she's a world champion. I see. Either way, she's the best in the world. Shout out Elizabeth Lassiter, mm. Johns Hopkins alum. They just yeah. So, but Jakob now, if Jakob gets into the beer mile game, I'm sure all the beer milers <laughs> out there are like, wait a minute, no, 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 stay, stay there, stay on normal track, do not break any, do not come and records. start running We're like dead. a sub four beer mile. Oh goodness, could you run a sub four beer mile? Yes. Uh, you just Him? said yes, like wait too, too casually. Jakob, yes. You don't. You, yes. You, you know. I feel like if he. Do you know what the world record in the beer mile is? No, I don't. Okay. So the world record in the beer mile, I think is, I think it's 420. Uh, only 12 men have broken five. Okay, the world record is 428 by Corey Belmore. Okay, imagine if Jakob didn't have all the traveling in his legs. I don't even know when he ran this beer mile. Was it Monday? Tuesday. It had to be yesterday. It had to be Tuesday. Okay, so the world record is, the world record is held by a guy whose PB is 357. Okay. Okay. So 3.43 is how many more seconds faster? We got it. We got it. We got it. Matt. Oh, no. Don't do this to me. 3.57 and 3.43. You can do it. What was it? 3.57. Uh, it's what 14 it? seconds. It's 14, okay, 14. seconds. Good so job. I just this PB is 14 seconds check. faster than the okay, beer so milers. Okay, so he would go. So you get 4.28 minus 14. He would 406. run. 4.06. What? 4.06. No. What do you mean 4.20? No, it was 4.28. Oh, minus I thought it was 20. Well, it was 428 minus 14. Math again? <laughs> it's 414. Yeah, four, yeah 414. 14. So, could he run a sub 415 beer mile is basically the question. I think he could. Yeah, he probably could. If you ever run a sub... And he's young, too. Yes, I say and yes. And he's young. 
Yeah, he's still yes, got he's still he got that turned, liver. What twenty three? Yeah, he still got that liver, so he's good. But yeah, I guess yeah. four uh, four fifteen would be his target, I think, in a beer mile. Yeah. So once he breaks the world record in the fifteen mile, two k, three k, two mile, five k, ten k, half mile. marathon, steeplechase, and marathon, then he's gonna end it with a beer mile world record. I'm done. That would be the cool. You, I that think, if you held every one of those records, that'd be nuts. Oh my you'd God. probably be the coolest man on the planet. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He could do it. Absolutely. He has. He he's gonna get the mile in the fifteen. He has a two k. Does he have the three k? I don't know, but he, he's gonna. You could argue he has the ability. From 5k to 1500 to get all those. Mm -hmm. 10k would be, I think, probably like what if you're just in shape, it's like whatever, it's just chill for the first 6k and then run your crazy last 4k. Um, I think if he became a marathoner, that's the big question. You saw like Mo Farah, he was really good on track, but never translated to a marathoner. So I'm not sure if a 35 year old Jakob Ingerbertson is going to be. Elliot Kipchoge-esque. But if he was, oh my god, it'll be insane. Um, but, hey, if he gets every record and then throws on a beer mile world record at the top of that, much respect. So, uh, Speaking of world records, um, in the women's 5K, although we'll talk, about, we'll talk about the women's 15 first. Women's 15, Faith Kipyegon jogs at 350. Mm -hmm. Jogs at 350. Yep. Nice. Unreal. I wish I could jog a 350. She ran 350, and it looked like it was nothing. Um, there was no real drama to this race because of how good Faith Kipiegan was. Um, it made me wish, though, that she would have ran the 5K. Mm. Because let's that would have been real interesting. Let's go into the 5K, women's 5K. Sagay. What would he? Good off Sagay. Sagay, Sagay. Sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong. 14 flat. flat. 14 flat. flat new world record kind of wish it was 1359 because that, that would look cooler but there's a lot of college boys out there who are like getting nervous that their 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 pb of 1355 1359 1358 those are all the all the 1350s <laughs> out there are being like uh-oh the world record's coming for us because you may not there's a thing in men's distance running is like well as long as i have as long as my pb's faster than the fastest well, yeah. woman ever i'm good yeah exactly and, you know and sydney scared a few 400 hurdlers out there because he's like oh yeah. this isn't good now so guys like oh i need to break 14 to say i'm still faster than every woman ever you know it's a hell of Crazy. a <laughs> mark <laughs> I, I feel like you can go faster right just imagine if Faith Kipyegon <coughs> was in there. Gosh, that was just like nuts. Yeah, and it just shows that the there's a different. Obviously, there's just a difference between time trial type racing and championship multiple rounds in a 5K or or 1500. Like no one. The weird thing is, like she runs the world record in 14 flat, but mm -hmm. there was literally another woman in that stadium. Watching that, being mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm better than that. 
Like, you break the world record, and you're like, yeah, well, Faith. Faith was there. She would have ran 13.58. Right? Did you think that? No, I did not. Oh. I, I No. My brain was like, if Faith was in this race, how much faster would those two women would have gone? I don't know who would have won it. Yes, you do. No, Faith I don't. Kikiega. No, because Tizagay just broke it. So it's like, Faith they're is pretty better. much. Faith is a better runner. Okay, well. And if a better runner is in a race, well, they a better win. runner has her record broken at this point. Yeah, because so. she wasn't in it. If Faith was in it, she would have ran it. She was in 3050, 1500 meters. Okay, shit. well, I guess she has to wait another time then. Yeah. Reclaim it back. I just feel like in the era of Faith Kipiega now, in the era of Safana San a few years ago, a lot of these athletes in the, in the women's 15, 5K, 10K, the only way they can get a little bit of like dopamine hit is by breaking records. Because they know when it comes to <coughs> championship racing, Faith is going to win. Okay. <coughs> I, I'm running out of... <laughs> I got no water left. We need more water for Gordon. It was just a wild race <coughs> as a whole. So we're just going to have to wait. Yeah. All right. Another year. All right. Pole vault. Pole vault. Mondo. Mondo. Did it. And I was like, yes. Yes. Did you put your arms out like I this? actually did. Like that? I actually did. Just like this. Don't you know media are not supposed to celebrate? Well, I'm sorry. I was cheering for supposed Mondo. supposed to be unbiased. I'm sorry. Well, a world record went down in front of my eyes. You're supposed to be unbiased. I think the craziest thing about this, one, he did it on the first attempt. Yes. Of the world record height. Mm-hmm. And two, the entire competition, he took four jumps. I know. And he talked about this during the press conference, how he was excited. I know where you're probably going to go with this. But, like, he was super pumped that, like, he didn't have lots of breaks in between. It was just, like, here are the top jumpers and we're all going. Like, there's no three jump, you know, qualifying. You're yeah. just, you're jumping. And he did it perfectly. And he felt the world record was in him. He just had to put it all together. And he definitely did that. Yeah. I The, the most phenomenal thing is there was zero misses, four jumps, with the f fourth jump being 623. It's unreal how good he is. He's going to continue to break the record. He's going to be 24 next year, 25. Not his age, but 624, then 625. He's going he's gonna to do a centimeter... He's going to average at least a centimeter every year and a half. Mm -hmm. So I'd say every three years he'll get two centimeters. And he's still he has yet to enter his prime. He's probably uh, ten more years in him. So I think he probably, I think he gets to six. I think he gets to like six twenty nine mm -hmm. before he's done. Six twenty nine. That's where I think his final world record will be. All right. And he'll try to get six thirty, and he'll just come up short. And he'll feel like, ah, oh, it's so disappointing. I was like, what are you talking about, man? You broke the world record like 40 times. 40 times already? <laughs> Come on. And then uh, another U.S. record, Chase Ely in the women's shot put. Yep. 2076. Now has the world lead, the world title, and the Diamond League title. And then in the men's shot put, upset, Joe Kovacs always giving us moments to make us believe that Krauser could potentially lose when we think he's going to win. Because Kovacs now has another Diamond League title, beats Krauser by two centimeters. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because Krauser threw bad. Krauser yeah, threw the best great. ever second place shot ever. Yeah. It was 2293 to 2291. Um, 
Kovacs and Krauser can continue to go back and forth at each other. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You got some more water. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Kovacs and Krauser continue to go at it. Um, it makes Krauser's win more amazing because obviously the injury he was dealing with. Yeah. Kovacs still continuing to hold on to, uh, hey, yes, I get it. Krauser's in my era, but I'm not going to let that scare me. I'm still going to show up thinking I can win. And, you know, Kovacs could win the Olympic title. He could. Yeah. There's zero reason not to believe that. Oh, absolutely. Krauser's going to be the favorite, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be shocking if Kovacs won yeah. the Olympics. I, I totally agree. This so. performance was just incredible. So, yeah. That was, there was other events, but we only are doing like an hour of podcasting. Yeah. We actually done a full hour. We you need to talk about some other stuff. Yeah, we do. Let's okay. talk about the Berlin Marathon, which is in Germany. It's going to be live on Flow Track, featuring Kipchoge. We need to tell people who can watch it live on Flow because it's only for people in certain countries. Oh, so U.S. If, if you live in Latvia, Turkey, New Zealand, <laughs> Estonia, Lithuania, we have a lot of Lithuanian fans. That's awesome. All you Italian fans out there, Irish, the Ireland fans, mm-hmm. Australia. We have some Aussies. People live in the UK, Canada, Canada, and United States. So yes. if you live in any of those countries, you can watch it live on our website. Yes. And it's Kipchoge. Yeah. That's all. Obviously, it's the Berlin Marathon. He, we think every Berlin Marathon is like his last because he's coming near the end of his career. It's like, oh, because he's going to want to do other different marathons. But no, it keeps on coming back to Berlin. Yeah. We thought we had no more Kipchoge in Berlin, but no, you get one more. Kipchoge in Berlin. And the preview when it comes to Kipchoge is how fast. How yes. fast will he run? Um, and can he bounce back after finishing six in Boston yeah. back in April? I think that's also the big question. Will he be able to bounce back from that? I think he will. I think he's going to win. I think the. I think he's going to try to... I think he's going to be on world record pace through the first half marathon. Yeah. Um, the question is, will, will he hold Will we see up? another world record? Do you think he'll break it? I have no reason not to think that because I thought his world record thing was over. Like, but then when he did it, was it in Tokyo when he did it? What, the world record? Yeah. No, it was at the, this meet. Oh, it was a Berlin Marathon. Uh, yeah. Was, sorry, not Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, when he did it last time, I was like not expecting it. So now I'm going to choose to just expect it. Okay. And it's, I think. It's always opposite of what Gordon thinks. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, how so the world expect, works. So don't expect that's it. why I don't announce that cross country team in the envelope. Yeah, don't. I still if don't I announce know. it, I still don't want to know. So let's continue that. Uh, I won't tell you. November 10th. Yeah, November 10th. We're almost there. Yeah, but Kachogi, I mean, how. Look at. What's there to really break down anymore? There, yeah, just get out there and run. It's. You really can't overthink it. Right. It's Ilya Kachogi. He's, he wouldn't run the race unless he was healthy. He wouldn't run it unless he knows he can put down a good performance. He wants to get the win. Uh, he, he's probably not going to break the world record, but I'll say he is. That's my take. It's probably not. <laughs> say saw I looked at you. It's probably not. Why? Okay. Probably not, but I'll say yes. Let's just see. Got to wait and see. So, yeah, watch that. It's on Sunday night. Uh, yep. If you live in the U.S. Sunday, technically morning. Yeah, well, here. midnight. Central, I think it starts something I think around it's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Central. Somewhere in that ballpark. It's in the morning. Yeah. Wake up early. Or yes. don't go to bed. Don't go to bed. Yeah. Don't go to bed. And then stay up for an extra two hours. Yeah, and then call off. Don't go to work on Monday. 
Yeah, that's what you should do. No, it's Sunday, so yeah. you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. You don't go right. to church. Sleep in. This is an excuse. God has given you an excuse. You got to watch Kipchoge. Got to watch this marathon. It's okay. You won't, you won't, you will be forgiven. If you say, why didn't you go to church that Sunday? It's like, well, Kipchoge was running a Berlin marathon. And you're like, God's going to be like, I get it. I, I, created, <laughs> I, I created that guy. I created that freaking nature who can run marathons out of the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Um, women's side. Yes. Uh, what, what, what was, you wrote some notes here about the, the women's field? Yeah, Asefa. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm not quite sure if that's how you say her last name, but she's the defending champion. And last year, she set an 18-minute personal best to win this race in an Ethiopian national record of 2.15.37, which is also the third fastest marathon performance of all time. So she's going to have some competition as well with Sheila Chipkiparu, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, and she's the bronze medalist at last year's Commonwealth Games in the 10K. So it's going to be a great field. Yeah, I remember when she ran that 2.15. The women's marathoning, man, they just... New women... Just come in out of nowhere and be like, yep, I can run 215. Yeah, I can run 216. I'm a sub-220 runner. You see Safana San. Yeah, I can win the London Marathon. Uh, and Asefa was one of those athletes where like, wait, what? You just, you're going to run 18 minutes faster and run 215. So uh, excited to see the women's race along with the men's race. Check it out. Live on Flowtrack, Sunday early in the morning. Yes. <laughs> All right, we only have a few more minutes. Let's mm-hmm. get into we're, we'll we'll break this down on Monday along with the Berlin Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, but cross country season is here officially. Officially begins this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> this, weekend. this weekend, and all the best athletes and teams are going to be at one meet in particular in Virginia. Yes, it's the Virginia Invitational in Charlottesville. They are there because that's the host for NCAAs this year. So a lot of these teams are going there to get a little course preview action yeah. because they're not going to go to pre-nets. Instead, they'll go to Nuttycomb. So they come here, see the course, go to Nuttycomb, get the points, and then we'll see them all in NCAAs. But looking at these are, are these are, these are our rankings, right? Correct. Okay. Good. Yes. Uh, so we have. Oh, actually, those were last year's finishes. Oh, last year's finishes. Yes. All right, last year's finishes. Uh, you have NAU, who finished la- first last year, BYU finished third, Stanford, who finished fourth, Wake Forest, who finished fifth, Air Force, who finished seventh, North Carolina, finished tenth. So, yeah. six teams on the men's side who all finished top ten are in this meet. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina, NAU, Virginia, Georgetown, Colorado, and Stanford all finished top 13 last year on the women's side. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be there. I'm just here really excited to see, specifically on the men's side, NAU, NAU debut, going up against BYU. Okay. And then ultimately Stanford. Yes, because I'm excited for Stanford. The Leo and Lex show. Yes. How will they do? Will they be in their top five? Will they be looked upon to be legit scorers for Stanford? Uh, it's going to be an exciting race. But really, you kind of get to see the first real look at the the young Stanford crew. Yeah. Can NAU continue to dominate? Uh, lots of interesting things to unfold that I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see the young twins <coughs> and how they're going to place amongst this really strong Stanford team. And especially with NAU being there, it's going to be great. And BYU as well. Yeah. We won't really preview too much into it because here's the thing. A lot of these coaches, they uh, they mess around a little too much. Yeah. We can think they're going to do something with the with their athletes and then like all of a sudden half of their ace athletes are not running. They're all doing a workout. So there could be a situation where 
the teams that NAU, BYU, and Stanford put up really only have four of their varsity members, mm-hmm. and that three of their top seven don't even run the race. Right. Uh, so it's going to be hard to really preview what they're going to do because we won't know who actually is running. Like, it's a chance even Lex and Leo don't run, and they just do a workout instead. Stanford does interesting things as well. So right. we'll have to really wait to see the results, but the results will come down Saturday morning. We'll break it down, how we look at that. On Monday, we'll have new rankings because of it, and I'm excited. I'm pumped. Also, Just happy for, for some cross country. Also, mm-hmm. keep an eye. All right, to the camera. <laughs> team nobody. There's a team nobody is talking about. The team nobody is talking about is the New Mexico Lobos. Okay. Yeah, like Gordon. New Mexico Lobos. They just lost their head coach, Joe Franklin, who went to Louisville, and all of the top women transferred. Yes, that's all That's all true. That's all true. Do you have an inside scoop? That's all true. All the top women transferred. But some top men transferred into the men's program. Okay. And they got a pretty interesting core of notably three international transfers. Okay. Who they have the talent to potentially go one, two, three at nationals. That's a bold statement. Now I don't think we'll have, the odds of that happening very rare. Probably it won't. Mm-hmm. But New Mexico, they're running, I believe, Roy Griak this okay. weekend. Putting it out there now on September twentieth. People are going to be talking about the New Mexico men in the year of twenty twenty three. You mean today? September twentieth today. September twentieth today. I'm putting mean, it out there. Or do you mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm saying it right now. I want to be first. I want to be first to the. Okay, you're just throwing it out there. I'm Got being it. first on the bandwagon. Okay. I'm joining the bandwagon. I'm As on the bus. Today. I'm driving the bus. Right now, there's nobody on it. Okay. There's a lot of seats, though. Do you want to join the bus? I'll the New Mexico the bus. bus. I'll join the New Mexico bus. Okay, so you're on my New Mexico bus. So now it's you. I'm the first passenger. You're the first passenger. We have a lot of passenger openings. People are going to be wanting to buy tickets on this bus after this weekend when they see what New Mexico does at Roy Griac. Okay, so stay tuned. That's so, a big meet. Yeah. I'm telling you. We're going to be talking about NAU, Stanford, BYU, Colorado, Oklahoma State. It's also... Oh, yes. I have some inside information on Oklahoma State, which I can't tell. I was about to say. But they are going to be good as well. (laughs) They may be NAU. But they also may not because NAU is really good. But they might... uh, We'll we'll learn more about NAU after Big 12s. Just put it that way. Okay. We we won't watch Big 12s, NAUs. uh, Not NAU. We'll learn more about Oklahoma State at Big 12s. But yeah, New Mexico men are legit, and nobody knows it, except for everyone at New Mexico, because they know it, because yeah. they see the workouts. Uh, keep an eye me. on that. And you and me. Yeah, you're, we're on the bus. We're on the bus. People can join our bus on Monday. We'll, we'll start selling some tickets to the bus. Sounds good. To the New Mexico bus. Oh yeah, it's a podcast. That's the podcast. What should we tell them? Should we tell them to like or subscribe? Both. Why not both? You only get to choose one. Subscribe. Yeah. Don't like. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. Like us next week. Subscribe this Today. week. Yes. And that's all. <laughs> Thank you for uh we had we were supposed to do the podcast Monday, but you're traveling back. Yes. Uh still able to talk about pre. We'll be back to our typical Monday schedule next week. Um so yeah, twelve thirty next week, Monday, recapping Berlin, cross country. Track is over. Track is over. But we're gonna still find ways to talk about track. So if you listen, <laughs> if you listen Can to we this, focus on the grass, please. Well, no, that's the thing, where my though. brain is at. We have a lot of 
podcast fans who don't really care about cross country. It is way too early to be even thinking about indoor. No, I can't, no, I can't, no. I'm just, I can't even. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people who listen note, who when we start talking about cross country, they go skip. So we have to find ways to get those people not to skip. Okay. Well, my brain's on. So what I'm going to do is every time we talk about cross country or marathoning, we just got to like throw in like a random Noah Lyles take or a Fred Curley <laughs> comment or like a tweet from Shakari. We just got to find ways. Fine. I can do that. But ultimately what we can do, go to our website. We have world rankings. You can disagree with them because they're not the way they finish at Worlds because that's whatever. World rankings. Check them out for all the events. But also... We have, like, athlete of the year discussion. Okay. We can start talking about, hey, who had the best performance of the of 2023? We can talk about all those things. So, like, who do you think is athlete of the year? We're going to sign off in 15 seconds. So, Amanda, in 15 seconds, end the feed. <laughs> you have 15 seconds. Who is the male athlete of the year or woman athlete of the year? 15. Mondo. Sharika Jackson. Okay. Sharika Jackson. I thought Shakari was better than her. Anyway, we'll talk more oh about it. Oh my god. We'll talk Wait, more you have about to have it. your picks. No, Wait, no. Amanda, stop. No. No, your picks. No, I'm... you did it for me. Amanda, don't sign off. Men and women. No, I don't. MVP. Hey, Go. You don't make. Go. And then we can sign off. Amanda, Amanda don't sign off. It's Faith Kipiega on Okay. And Mondo. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Bye.